Hi guys, this is episode 71 of the Own Your Eating podcast, brought to you by Jason and Roz. And in today's episode, we are discussing how to stay on top of your nutrition whilst you're traveling. So yesterday we were traveling from our home in Naples, Florida to Boulder, Colorado. So it was a pretty long travel day. We weren't able to fly direct. So listen in as we discuss how we navigated that day of travel, stayed on top of our food, what we did to start off our day, and manage our overall stress and sleep and other lifestyle factors that can affect our nutrition. So have a listen, and we hope you enjoy. So we are joining you all today from our Nissan Rogue, is that? <laughs> our, our car rental. <laughs> very confused as you now think. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of affiliation it has with Rogue. Zero. That's oh. What kind. But it has the same labeling. It has the same word. That's it. Oh, it literally looks like it's it written a, the same way. It has, a, it has a similar font. I feel like it would that would be trademarked or something. A font? No, but you know how like branding with companies and whatnot? is uh, patented or trademarked or whatever. Anyway, we have some very pretty uh, backdrop to our drive right now because we are in Denver, Colorado. We are out west for the next three weeks-ish. Yeah, two and a half. What's it, Wednesday? We get home on a Monday, so coming up on three weeks, yeah. Right, and we're going to be traveling all over the place, but um, yeah, we are currently on our way to Boulder, Colorado, and we're actually pretty excited. We're going to be meeting up with one of our coaches tomorrow, J-Flo. For those of you who know J-Flo, maybe we'll get her on a podcast episode as well once we're up here. But uh, yeah, so excuse the background noise. I'll do my best in post-production to uh, make sure that I cut out the, the car noises. How will you do that? Um, I think I can lower the volume of other audio in the background and increase our volume. Right. I don't know, I'll figure it out. You know me. I, uh, I'm like a technological whiz. If you just use YouTube. <laughs> I'll, I'll YouTube it. That's exactly what I mean. I'll YouTube it and it'll tell me what to do. So anyway, moving on to today's podcast general topic of conversation, travel travel days, what they look like from a nutrition and health standpoint. I think uh, let's have you know a general conversation and, and give the listeners some insights into how we manage everything in terms of health on a day of travel. You know, food, water, stress, uh, sleep, all that kind of good stuff. All right. So you're gonna have to ask me more questions as I'm trying to navigate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. You concentrate on the road. I'll lead the interview then. So tell me, Jay, how how has your day been in terms of food today? You feel pretty good about the way things have gone? I don't feel bad about the way things have gone. I'm hungry. You're hungry right now. What have you had? any specific challenges that you encountered today in terms of food? Why are you hungry? I just, you know, it's, what is it, 5 o'clock here, so it's 7 o'clock back home. Oh, right, yeah. And That's I've why just, I'm tired. 
Yeah, I'm just not ate what I would normally have eaten or ate. Which one? You haven't eaten what you would normally have eaten by now. So I haven't ate enough. And I wouldn't say it's a challenge, you know, I'm used to fasting. It's just, I feel it. I'm not, I'm never one that you're going to hear complain about being hungry because I know I'll be fine and I know I'm eventually going to eat again today, right? If I was like, oh, we're going to be gone. We're in the middle of a desert. When am I going to eat again? You might hear a little bit of panic in my voice, but on a day where food is readily available, even though it's airport food, you're not going to hear me complain. However, like I said, with that being said, I'm hungry because, you know, we, we had a short layover in St. Louis. There weren't a lot of A, macro-friendly options, and certainly not a lot of B, plant-based options. And I purposely didn't pack a lot of food simply because I wanted to pack light. We're going to stop at Whole Foods tonight and grab plenty of groceries for the next couple of weeks that we can tag along with us. So I just didn't think it'd be worth carrying groceries that could potentially get smushed or damaged by heat or whatnot. But in preparation, I did eat a, I'd say moderately substantial breakfast. I had three eggs. I had a big bowl of oatmeal with blueberries and two waffles that you picked up yesterday. So Did you put some protein in that oatmeal? I didn't add any protein because I had the three eggs. Okay. And then while we're on the layover, we had a spinach egg white wrap which by the way was very good from starbucks from starbucks mm -hmm. it just wasn't super filling you know it was relatively low fat 10 grams of fat great i gotta say very macro friendly meal to get on the road mm -hmm. yeah it used to be my go-to before i really even knew about macros just because i knew it was like low fat and not super high carbs and just had a general idea that it would be a vaguely healthy option when I'm out and about and needed some, you know, a healthy option. Yeah, and well balanced. I think, you know, I, don't hold me to it, but it's something around 34 carb, 10 fat, 15 protein. Yeah. Which is. A little more know, protein, I think. Yeah. Him. Well, I was going to say, I would have liked a little more protein in it. I don't know, maybe 19, but even mm -hmm. still, I would have potentially gotten those egg whites, but in comparison to those egg whites, substantially more satisfying right and then compare it to say for example the salad the pre-made salad that we saw at the um, help yourself kind of area in California pizza kitchen and that it was a because we were looking for plant-based vegetarian options for you because you've been veering your diet more towards plant-based in the last two months now well, I wouldn't say fearing. I haven't been based. Okay. You've been, when, and when we say plant-based, you've basically been... What if, what did we decide it was? Alvo, lacto, I don't, yeah. Vegetarian. I think that's what it would be by definition. I eat fish and eggs. You eat fish and eggs, right. Minim and I minimize dairy. Yes. That's And that's more so just because that messes my stomach up. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're basically trying to keep uh, inflammation down in your body and help your body to be able to digest and process all the other good nutrients that you're taking in. Um, and I like the way I feel. I like not eating animals. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We can talk about that on a whole other podcast. But the salad option that we found that was vegetarian, 
I think had about 17 grams of protein in, which I was impressed by. But it it had and it had quinoa in it and it had almonds in it. But I think the macros for the carbs and the fat was actually really high when you compare it to the option that we found at Starbucks, which was much more macro friendly. But that's the case for just about any salad you get out. Unless you hold the dressing. Yeah, oftentimes it can I be. I mean, that's sure. probably the biggest mistake Americans make in thinking they're eating healthy these days. Yeah, and a lot of the time I remember I used to find, you know, I'd try to pick the, the healthier option and the salads would end up being full of things like cranberries and walnuts and like whilst those things are good in moderation, the quantity in which you often find them in salads is is just huge for what you really need. And you're consuming a large number of calories without really even realizing it. Well, especially relative to the vegetables. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most of the people that listen to this that eat substantial salads and the amount of vegetables like we do on our daily basis realize that if you buy a salad out, you're, you're buying taste. You know, so you're getting the walnuts and you're getting the dried cranberries because people like the taste of it. Most people don't like the taste of spinach. <laughs> yeah, you need you need a little bit of flavor in there, but oftentimes it's too much, and there's there's a big uh, calorie surplus there that that is unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, an easy hack for anyone listening to this is if you do get a salad, always just get the dressing on the side, and even if you use some of it, because I'll. I'll do that and dip my fork in it before putting any of the food on it or drizzle some on it, but that's just a super easy way. And that makes it palatable enough, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, by the way, how beautiful is this? I know, I'm just like trying to pay attention to our conversation, but the scenery is really spectacular. We're so deprived of uh, any topography out in Florida. but. <laughs> back to the conversation in hand. So you got to get start your day with a solid breakfast knowing, hey, airport food can sometimes be slim pickings, especially if you're trying to be plant-based. Um, you're going to struggle probably hitting your protein or even just finding something macro-friendly. Although Starbucks has some good options we found. And um, I think that's actually probably my, my go-to if I'm stuck in an airport. Well, it's just very easy to track as well. It is easy to track as well, for sure. You can just look up the Starbucks menu in the, in the app. I should add to that. I did bring a banana. Oh, and you had a banana. That's good. So, and you know, the Starbucks had sriracha. I know. I was super impressed with that. You know, when we left, in, left the airport in Fort Myers, I actually almost picked up some sachets of like mustard and um, hot sauce that they had at the Starbucks there. Because I thought, oh, you can never find these things when you're on the road. So I was impressed that there was sriracha available. And well, that I, went well with the wrap, didn't it? It went really well. And I, I usually put hot sauce on my eggs anyway at home. Yeah. I'm big into hot sauce right now. Having watched, if you're a listener, check out Hot Ones on YouTube. And I actually started listening to a book on the plane called It Burns, all about this chase to create the world's hottest chili pepper. So if you're an audible 
member like we are, you get two free books a month that are Audible Originals, and that was one of them. Probably. What other challenges or obstacles do you typically face on a travel day? I think your standard challenge is just sleep and comfort. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to try to overcome that? And, and let me add one more. I would say stress of getting ready. You know, I think everybody can relate to that one. Just, oh shit, did I wait till the last minute to do this? Mm-hmm. So sleep, get to bed, get a good night's sleep the night before. You know, you and I got up early today in an effort to, in an effort to make breakfast, to, you know, finish packing without feeling stressed. And we still wound up feeling a little stressed when we went. Of course, if you have dogs, you have to situate that. My parents were giving us a ride to the airport, but you have to mitigate the discomfort of travel the best you can. I mean, unless you're flying business or first class, which we didn't, you're going to sit in an uncomfortable seat. So stand when you when you can, be it at the airport. You know, on our layover, we both stood and did some work at one of those charging kiosks. Go for a walk at the airport. Try to get some exercise in today. We didn't, you know, exercise this morning, and we're taking it as a rest day purposefully, but maybe we'll go for a walk tonight or stretch and, you know, just try to get back on a routine and a groove as fast as you can. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely important to try to minimize any additional stress as much as possible. And for me, the way in which I I did that, did that was by purposefully taking today as a rest day because I knew that it would just be a bit too tight to try to squeeze in a workout this morning. Um, plus, I would just be even more tired than I already am. Um, The other thing I did was make sure that I had breakfast, even though I wasn't feeling particularly hungry. Sometimes it can take me a little while for my appetite to uh, come about in the mornings. Um, I still went ahead and had a good solid breakfast, made sure I got on top of some of the protein because I knew the last thing I wanted to happen was, oh, there's a plane delay or whatever, you know, you're sat on a plane and you're starving and now you're subjected to eating the Ritz crackers that they're passing around on the plane. Well, I thought about having those. Did you? <laughs> no, and I think that's a valid point that people need to take into consideration when they're traveling. Just plan ahead. I would say, having traveled extensively for the last few years, assume it's not going to be on time. And when it does go on time, like we had today, be grateful for that. But, but be ready to be on the road all day. So like you did, get a good breakfast in, get ahead of your protein, because as we all know, protein's typically the hardest to eat on the road, especially in lean fashion mm-hmm. and stay hydrated. Yeah. I mean, I always travel with a water bottle. Um, the other thing I typically would travel with as well is a coffee flask. Um, I brought mine with me for the trip because I knew we were going to be gone for three weeks and it would definitely come in hand. And then the other thing that I always make sure I have with me on a day of travel is a couple of protein bars or just some other snacks to tie me over so that I don't end up eating the crappy food on airplanes. Yeah, I would say if you're listening and you're like, hey, what should I bring? Definitely a couple protein bars or packets or sachets as you like to call them. A shaker bottle. Uh, whether you bring a coffee flask or not, you know, you can always grab some, some coffee to, to tide you over. Some jerky. I think jerky's an easy one. You know, if you're eating meat, 
Or if you're eating fish, you can buy some fish jerky, but that way you can get some protein in. And then the most important thing that you should definitely not leave home without is some soundproof headphones. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, you and I typically, I think everybody these days has, whether it's podcasts like this or a book or a movie that they've downloaded from Netflix, just bring some entertainment and you'll be good to go. And if you can catch up on a few Z's, then that's great. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people that can sleep on planes. You, I, you I slept a little bit on both. Just for the first, I, you know what? I fall asleep right away, and then I'm up usually. Like I think it's that whole napping kind of window. I usually 15, 20 minutes, and then I wake up and I'm refreshed. Yeah, you have so, your little power nap. Yeah, so I did it. Jealous. On both flights today, right yeah. when I got on, I just crashed a little bit. And I felt myself crash, but I just, I cannot fall asleep. It's frustrating. Anyone else out there like me who can never fall asleep on flights despite being exhausted? And I even brought with me, because I was on my transatlantic flight not that long ago back to the UK. And for that flight, you know, it's overnight. I bought one of those travel pillows but like a new one that's memory foam and it really does keep your neck in position it's comfortable so i even brought an eye mask and earplugs i was like all set up ready to sleep on that flight and i still could not sleep um but yeah travel pillow is also a great thing to bring along especially if you get a sore neck when you're traveling which i do um so yeah but I will say, as far as your sleep, I I do think a little of that becomes mental. And I think, I know you're going to say you don't sleep, and you don't, you know. But at the same time, if you just, you know, put on some mellow tunes, close your eyes, just sit there. Even if you're not sleeping, I, I did that for two hours on yeah. my flight to no. the UK, and it didn't work. And I did try it this time as well. But I, I hear you. I've tried. I, I will continue to try on any... Uh, long haul flights but do the best you can yeah it's hard traveling is you know not great on your body there's plenty of studies that show that even sleeping outside of your own bedroom is not ideal but you know the alternative is never leaving your house and not enjoying <laughs> yes the world or like, we're gonna see not getting so many to see beautiful boulder yeah we're gonna see you know multiple states and countries on this trip we're gonna see dozens actually way more friends by the time we're done with this trip and you know spend quality time with them so it's just super exciting yeah i'm looking forward to everything we have lined up anyway we better wind things up as we are about to arrive at our destination so speaking of that's our host calling so let's wrap it up all right hey guys just a quick message before you go we really appreciate you tuning in and listening to what we have to say we do our best to provide you with valuable insights in our own entertaining way, and we hope you get a lot out of it, whether you're on your drive to work, walking the dog, or however else it is you go about enjoying your podcasts. But for us to continue to keep doing that, we really need your support. So whether that's subscribing to our podcast feed, sharing an episode, or supporting our podcast with a monthly donation by clicking on the link in our podcast show notes, we genuinely would appreciate you showing us some love. So thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to entertaining you the next time on another episode of the Own Your Eating Podcast.